0: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night.
1: It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White's. Hey, good morning,
2: and welcome to Monday. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep, Ram Fiat, and brought to you in part by Goodfeet, VersaLive Southwest, and Pro Star Rental. Nice to have you with us on a Monday morning. Great weekend. Let's go around the horn and check in. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. How was your weekend? It was good. Anything exciting? Mm. Anything earth-shattering? No.
3: Okay, let's back up. Anything exciting? Had a good day yesterday. You did? I spent it with uh, my son Blaze and my dad, so that was fun. It was. That, that's a cool thing. Yeah. So, three
2: generations just kind of hanging out. Mm hmm. What'd you do with mom?
3: Uh, she watched her TV. <laughs> 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 you didn't want what? any part of running around.
2: Oh, y'all were just out goofing off? Mm hmm. Goofing off is sometimes a good deal. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Well, you just really have no set agenda, and you just kind of. Do your do? Yep. I get very few of those days, though. <laughs> Garrett, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. What do you and the fam do? Uh, Exciting stuff?
4: We went to late or early dinner with my dad and his wife on Saturday uh, and hung out for a little bit. That was fun. Uh, then really just kind of, I was up here Saturday uh, before that, running the the Baylor game. Uh, then yesterday was just kind of hanging out, lounging, uh, went riding around with my son for a little bit. and. Kind of just took it easy.
2: You said you watched the hockey game, the Stars?
4: Look, okay, so my wife and I discovered... Are you listening
2: to this, Ward?
4: My mm-hmm. wife and I discovered, like, three weeks ago, we were just, it was bored, it was, we were bored, there was nothing on TV, so I'm flipping, and I come across the Stars game, and it just, like, captivated me. I was like, okay, this is interesting. I've never really paid attention. I used, when I was little and Mighty Ducks came out, I loved hockey. Like, I had, I, they bought me a hockey stick, and I had my rollerblades and everything, man, so... And I, but I got away from it. And then, yeah. so, I, for whatever reason, I started watching the other day, and my wife was intrigued as well. And so, uh, we started, we've been able to, like, catch some more uh, Stars games. And then, well, so yesterday I knew they were going to play the Coyotes. Uh, and it was the first time I watched the entire. Big entire, game, by the way. Nah, it no, I wasn't a big game. Oh, but, okay. i just making <laughs> that up. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was, but it was fun. It was the first time I ever watched an NHL game in its entirety. And then I watched, attempted to watch the dunk contest, which was, Jesus, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, and then I caught the second half of the NBA All Star game, and that was actually fun. Really? It really
2: was. See, I didn't see one second of NBA basketball. I, I don't watch a lot of hockey on television. Quite frankly, I find it hard to follow the puck. Uh, it, it's, it's, it can be at times. I could see that. Now, I tell you what, I did do, uh, Yes, I think I guess it, yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, the days are all running together. Um, I watched probably the last sixty laps of the Daytona five hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, man, those dudes race hard. I'll tell you that. Now there was two or three wrecks, and it ended up going into what they call overtime, which is relatively new. Uh, you know, they used to be able to end a race under caution, whether it was yellow or whatever the case may be. Uh, they don't end races like that anymore. They go they go, you know, green, white checker. Uh, so, yeah, and they had a young kid win the race, twenty-three years old. So, uh, it was it was, it was fun. Uh, I I really did enjoy. And, you know, when I and when we go, and I've gone uh, to um, Texas Motor Speedway. I don't know about you guys. Have you been Ward? Yes, I, I love, and I would tell you, and this is the truth. The first ten or fifteen laps, maybe some of the most exciting stuff in sports. I mean it. I get a charge out of it and then it's you know when the race kind of settles in I'm not one of those guys that understands all of the little nuances so hey that's when I get up walk around people watch do whatever and then watch you know the last 30 or 40 laps of the race I mean the beginning and the end is incredibly exciting to me I don't I don't know how you feel Ward but that's I'm telling
3: you those first 10 or 15
2: laps when they're trying to get everybody's yeah when everybody's bunched up and they're trying to it's some pretty cool stuff.
3: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is, and and I didn't know that I would enjoy it as much until I went and broadcast the show mm-hmm. from the infield. You know, did a did a morning show from the infield and got had the drivers come in. And I was, I thought it'd be cool to be there, but I got enthralled with it at that point. And then watching them, uh, do their positioning laps and practice laps, it. it it is fun standing on the infield and watching that. Trying it, to
2: find the right grooves yeah, in practice. Oh, on it, the.
3: It's a blast. Yeah. And, and then stay and watch the race. And you're right. The, the first, I don't know, 30 minutes of the race is oh, incredible. It is. I've never seen a race in person.
4: I, I toured the Indianapolis Motor Speedway one time, and then we drove by Talladega a few months ago. But I haven't been to one in person. But, they, I mean, it's one of those things where I've watched it before, but I've never really, like, been – glued to it
2: no i and i'll say this and this is just me uh, i've also been to an indie race uh-huh. uh at texas motor speedway that yeah, i have two, and those are incredible yeah they are but that first 10 or 15 laps is not quite as exciting as nascar because no, not. they get they get spread out faster for whatever reason i don't know but they're flying i mean those, those dudes yeah. are flying that's incredible how fast they go yeah uh, so I mean I encourage if you've never and you can say well I'm not a race fan I I, you know I'll, I'll, I'm well, not a
3: race fan either but that's just there, I'm was, telling you it I, was it, exciting it, it,
2: it it's some of the most exciting stuff the that you know like you said the first thirty minutes I don't know twenty five thirty whatever the case may be when they're trying to all kind of get mm-hmm. going and, and oh it's it's unbelievable unbelievable and I have gone and and rented the headsets or have you done that where no. you listened I'm telling you that will start to educate you a little bit because you're listening to you're listening to the spotters upstairs you're listening to the, I guess the crew chief you know and and all that all that information's coming down and I mean you're following right along with them so how do you, is that something like you get at the you can rent it you can when rent you're it at, there when yeah, you're I there yeah you have to try it. yeah it's a headset huh and, and you can listen in you say okay I want you uh, know I know he's not racing anymore but right. I want Jeff Gordon and you listen in to Jeff Gordon and what's going on with his with his spotter upstairs? Because they have spotters on the roof. Yeah, you know, hey, and, and to help them, you know, guide them through potential accidents and, and to avoid it. And boy, I tell you what, the spotters got their money's worth yesterday at the Daytona 500 because they had two or three really. I think they said over half the field was involved in some kind of collision yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was something. So anyway, uh, we we did that. Um, did go by and the uh, visitation for coach Leroy Coleman on Friday evening uh my wife and I had dinner with uh coach Tucson and his wife Friday night uh they have a good turnout uh unbelievable yeah and i and i would assume because we had to work Saturday that's so we didn't get to go to the funeral but i would imagine that was as well but yeah the visitation on Friday evening uh you know you saw everybody you, mm-hmm. you know and i talked to Tarl Lloyd uh from university, and he looked at me and he goes, why do we wait to these type of events to get together? And he's right. He's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we did that and then uh, uh, worked the uh, – was at the, the Baylor game uh, Saturday morning. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know Scott Drew mentioned it, but there were times that place was loud. I mean loud. They were uh, They were engaged in the game. Kind of cool to see. Well, The students have actually done a
4: really good job this year of Boys showing up. Boys and girls up. games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, and I think that Coach Drew and Coach Collin have done a good job of putting an emphasis on the students showing up, getting mm-hmm. out there, being a part of it. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take like completely changing the culture and getting the kids want to buy in and enjoy the experience. I think they're doing a good job with it.
5: We're going to
2: talk about it here in just a few minutes. But guys, is there a basketball team more snake bit than this Baylor basketball team? No, not that I've seen. Look, this was a guard-oriented team. Am I right? When, when the season started, you had all yeah. these guards and and you know, they were going to carry the team and you know, they were going to shoot the perimeter shot. If I would have told you that Baylor's going to win a game as conventionally, and I know it ended up being 10, but the, I mean they, look, they dominated. It was, it was 21 at one point late in the second half. And they had two threes. Both of those threes came late in the second half by Matthew Meyer. I mean, that was the, the, the would, ideal would Matthew Meyer thought, thing. Would you have ever <laughs> thought that they're going to go win a game by twenty or whatever? They, you know, I know they ended up winning by ten or whatever. Yeah. It was, but they dominated that basketball game. They absolutely dominated TCU, and they did it with they did it with the traditional jump shot and, and getting the ball in the paint. They did. And the, the amount of minutes, just in the discipline—that was what they really played blew a blew six-man yeah. rotation. They didn't have Adam Flagler. They didn't have L.J. Cryer. Heck, they couldn't even go get people off the <laughs> end of the bench because what they had a walk on break an ankle uh, a Thursday after practice. They had another guy in a sling. I mean, they've got—it's a mass unit over there. It is, and I think it's really incredible to see the coaching job that staff has done with these guys. Yeah, I mean it's—it's it's amazing. It really is amazing. So. But anyway, uh, we'll get into that here in a few minutes. We got all kinds of stuff. And again, you, as I mentioned, Austin Sendrick, not a household name. He is not a household name. He held off uh, Bubba Wallace to win the Daytona 500. Uh, in you know, he's 23 years old, and I think that's just his second appearance in the Daytona 500. So there you go. All right, so we're going to get into basketball. Uh, did, did you guys, and you sent it to us, mm-hmm. the Jawan Howard thing. We're going to talk about it today, and we're going to spend some time on it. But just a quick thought, Ward. What was your first initial impression? Can't do that. What was your first initial impression? They probably going to fire him. He's out. That was mine. He's got to be out. When you What a look. What a look when you have players having to hold off the coach from fighting with another coach. Not ideal. No, and then to say in the presser at the that he was defending himself. You 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 tower over this guy, and you reached across five people to hit him. You were, <laughs> What was that about? Come up with a different story. <laughs> that That's just terrible, isn't it? it? You know, hey, whatever comes to your mind, I guess you're, you're scrambling
4: for excuses.
2: What, you know, what does the aid well, – I, I was wondering if if they were even going to let him talk to the media. A lot of times when you have a situation, they'll just say, you know what, he's not available. Here's assistant coach. Joe Smith or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but no, he went out. He he went out and, and met with the media, and that's what he said. I mean, <laughs> he said he was defending himself, and he was ticked off over the timeout. Wisconsin called a timeout with I I don't know, less than twenty seconds to play in the game. Wisconsin coach gave a explanation. I'm, you know, big deal, big deal. Bottom line is this: if if you don't, if you if you don't want to be embarrassed by that timeout. Don't get beat by fifteen. That's a good starting point. You had every opportunity, you know. Don't don't get run out of the gym. Don't get run out of the gym. Uh, but even even if in the coaching etiquette, even if he's a thousand percent wrong, the Wisconsin coach, John Howard can't hit him. No, you just got to walk on him. You just got to keep walking. You know what? You could say something to him. You know, I'll remember this. We'll get you next time. Uh, you know that was that was a cheesy thing to do. I mean, you could tell him anything you want to in that in that handshake line, and, and you can you can rip on him in the post game, but you can't physically attack him.
4: You can't you can't
2: at the same time.
4: That Wisconsin coach shouldn't have grabbed him. First off, no, I agree. There's layers to this.
2: No, there is. <laughs> But at the end of the day, what is everybody going to remember? The the action taken by Howard. Jawan Howard reaching over those dudes yep. and punching that guy in the face. That's what's going to be remembered. Now, what does Michigan do? Ooh, great question. That, uh,
4: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to me, the logical thing would be start off with the suspension immediately and figure it out from there.
2: My first initial thought was they got to get rid of him because if they don't, what kind of message are they sending to their to their team, their alumni, everybody involved in Michigan athletics? Not a good one. That it's okay to do that? That you can do that and hang on to your job? And this is also, I mean, not a first occurrence thing. No, no he had an issue yeah. last year so and got through it. And I know. That Juwan Howard is a famous alumni, uh, 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 of the, but at some point, you got to remember that you're a famous alumni, <laughs> and you can't do that. Well, you've also got
4: to understand that you're not just a famous alumni anymore. You're now the face of the basketball program, absolutely, and everything you do reflects not only you, but your staff, your players, your administration. There's, there's, you got to look
2: at it from a bigger perspective, a bigger picture. And I've heard some areas in the discussion this weekend, Ward, bringing up race. Race has nothing to do with this. No, This is two coaches, two programs, Big Ten basketball, and there's a problem. This has nothing, in my opinion, to do – it it was a coach that made a mistake. A coach that made a mistake. That's it. Who happened to be famous, who happened to be African-American. But it was, at the end of the day, it's a coach who made a mistake. And he did make a mistake. And now whether it cost him his job, I don't know. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not the idiot at Michigan. I'm not the president of Michigan. Uh, I, I know it's an incredibly bad look. Uh, in, un, under any other circumstances, are we talking about Michigan Wolverine basketball this morning? No. No. And we're talking about it in a negative light.
3: Yeah.
6: All
2: across the country, every sports talk in America is talking about it in a negative light. And Wisconsin as well. But uh you don't see you don't see a man reaching across three or four people to hit another man from Wisconsin. You see a Michigan coach doing that. And that's a bad, bad piece of video. Yep. So uh we'll talk about it. We got a lot to get to, a lot to get to. Leon on the CNC Collision Center text line said, Yes, we were loud. And yes, you were loud, Leon. And so was everybody else that was in the Ferrell Center. On Saturday, Uh, 7-16, and we'll get into Baylor basketball. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Waking up to some clouds this morning that will begin to break by this afternoon with a high today reaching 81 degrees. Wind will be pretty breezy at times with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. A chance for a few isolated showers and thunderstorms will occur after midnight tonight and through early tomorrow morning. Clouds will start to break by tomorrow afternoon with a high of 80 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
1: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Matt Rhodes joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, <laughs> mm. Might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on.
1: The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
9: The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas Legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They... Like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act.
10: Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco.
3: Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at Helmet.com waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today.
12: 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious, qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clinton County Judge campaign.
2: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Board, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. It's a uh, Monday morning. Glad to have you with us as we roll through this Monday. Uh, over the weekend, it was a good weekend for the Bears. And uh, in, in basketball, as they took on TCU, both on the men's side and on the women's side, the women in Fort Worth, the men at home in the Ferrell Center, Baylor on the men's side played without Adam Flagler, knee, LJ Cryer, ankle, uh, Jonathan Chamwa Uh he was there by the way after surgery. It was cool. He got a huge ovation, and and rightfully so. Langston Love, Mitchell Paul, and Kiana Love all unavailable for the Bears. And, and again, they played six players: Flothamble, Kendall Brown, Matthew Meyer, Dell Bonner, James Akinjo, Jeremy Sohan, and Jordan Turner. That that was your rotation. And, and Turner played two minutes and twenty seven seconds. So he, he, I mean, so look, they. They went, they went with what they had, basically. Mm-hmm. But, again, they went at 72-62. They were up 21 late in the second half. I mean, they really did play well. I thought defensively they were outstanding.
4: They did a good job, yeah, of just neutralizing anything TCU tried to do offensively. Uh, the one area I was concerned and was really watching during this game was rebounds. You know, TCU comes in. They lead the league in offensive and defensive rebounding percentage and. Baylor did a good job keeping them off the boards and really staying disciplined with it. I know Flo had that early. And when you look at I think Flo had like two fouls in the game, maybe three when it was all said and done, but one come on that flop when, you know, but it, they weren't like egregious attacking, you know, like slapping when people are going up for yeah. the
2: shots. They they actually got two flop warnings, which yeah. resulted in a tactical, and I haven't seen that this year, but they did. They got, they got, a, they got teed up uh, for a second flop warning, but – you know, you you mentioned Flo Faba. He had ten points uh and eight rebounds and and played thirty minutes. And that's what he's gotta do. What he's got to be in the ball game for him. Especially yeah. now.
3: That that's it. I mean, you're just gonna have to get used to being on the floor and getting minutes and, and being able to, you know, sustain and not get in foul trouble because you don't have those fouls to give right now. You don't you don't have an opportunity where you can you know, you get a couple of early fouls or you, you know, slip up and Get a third one quickly in a game, or or before halftime, and then all of a sudden, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have that backup that you that can come in and and give you those minutes where you can it, go over there and hang on to them and, and get decent minutes out of them. It just they don't have the bodies right now, we and talk, that's going to be a problem. We talk about the young guys,
2: Sohan and, and Kendall Brown. How about how about the way they have stepped up over the last couple of ball games? Mm-hmm. Sohan on Saturday morning had seventeen. 17- and 6, and uh, Kendall Brown has 13 and 5. I mean, they played really, really well. For me, this was like the
4: Kendall Brown we saw early in the season. This mm-hmm. was the Kendall Brown that everybody was saying, oh, look, this is a potential being a one-and-done type player, uh, super aggressive, using his athleticism, and just the chemistry between him and James Akinjo on those alley-oops, and just assist. James Akinjo's court vision is ridiculous. It is. It's, it's, it's crazy. absolutely ridiculous. But when him and Kendall Brown are on the same page, it is like a highlight reel just waiting to happen on the end, the offensive end of the court every time.
2: Here's what I loved about the game Saturday. First of all, Akinjo played nearly 40 minutes. I yeah. mean, he was on the floor for 39 minutes and 20 seconds. And he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He's 4'15 from the field. But you know what? Yeah, as you pointed out, he had eight assists. So he got the ball where it needed to go, and, and realized, hey, I, you know, it's just not falling for me today. He still had eleven points. He did, but, but it's still not falling for me. So let's get the ball in the hands of some guys. That and, and you're right. He he made a couple of passes that were, you know, I, I don't know for lack of a better term, they look like it looked like they were running one of those those set plays that the Harlem Globetrotters run. I mean, <laughs> I, it, it did. It, it, he had a couple of passes. I'm like if. If 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 Kendall Brown doesn't catch it, it's gonna knock him down because it's such a good pass. He did a good job. Jason
4: Kendall did a good job of driving into the middle of the paint and making the defense collapse on him. He he was able to bring those the bottom the bigs up to try to guard him, and that was just the back alleys for Sohan and Kendall Brown to get to. It, it was really great
2: guard play by him throughout the entire of the game. Thirty eight points in the paint for yeah. for the Bears. Thirty eight points in the paint. And they were two of whatever for up uh, from three-point land. Let's see, two of eleven from three-point land, and and they get the win, seventy-two sixty-two, and they're now twenty-two and five, 10 and four in the conference. And that's a tough loss for TCU. They're now sixteen and eight, and two games under five hundred at five and seven in the league.
3: May have pushed them outside the bubble. May have, yeah, may have. We'll see.
2: Now over on the women's side, it, it it's <laughs> guys. I don't know, man. This is. It, the story's kind of the same. Tight game, first half. Watch these Baylor women put people, you know, in the 10th in the row of the second half. I mean, they went to town uh, in the second half, outscoring TCU 26-13 to in the third quarter and 20-17 to in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, they took what was a fairly tight game and uh, turned it into a 78-59 victory. It's like watching boxing, you know, like early on when you see a good fighter
4: just trying to fill somebody out, yeah. and then they 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 identify the weakness and just completely take
2: over. That's what the Lady Bears were able, or Baylor women were able to do. 19-point win in conference play. And, and, and you know what? You said, well, you know, they've been getting 20, 25. I mean, this. not only are they winning basketball games, but they are dominating basketball games when you look at the end. And here you go again. You got Nalissa with the uh, 23 points, eight rebounds, Queen had 14 points, 12 rebounds. There's your double double. Uh, Sarah Andrews had 12, and Jordan Lewis with 12. And uh, again, I-, I go back, and we've talked. We I think we talk about it every week. But you lose your first two, you probably should have lost your third, but you found a way to win. And after that, man, you have been cooking. What if they won 10 of their last 11? Their only loss was to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and that was that crazy night where. Oh, you came in late and you know the whole, the whole nine whatever but they've lost one game uh in their last 11 and they're just I mean wow they're 21 and five and eleven and three they're playing their best best ball at the the
4: right time you know and when you look at women's the the, the landscape of the women's game you're gonna have Baylor's up there you're, you've got your South Carolinas and your yukons the, you you got to dominate because when you get into March Madison, you get paired up with one of those teams they're mm-hmm. you know it's just gonna be filling you're gonna be countering each other
2: all right, so Baylor win uh on both sides the men and the women and uh and also the NCAA released their their top sixteen teams. We'll get into that a little later on, but they got Baylor a two seed in the south. you, you okay with that right now? Yeah, it's probably fair, isn't it
3: yeah i'm I'm a little surprised they're not a three.
2: I could see that yeah i I think their body of work. As of today, says they're probably a two. They could still end up, you know, a, a three. If somehow, someway, they got to get some guys healthy. I mean, they play tonight. By the way, against Oklahoma State. It's a big Monday. Who mm-hmm. beat them the first time? Yeah, uh, in Waco. Yeah. Uh, so, and Oklahoma State got a nice win on Saturday. By the way, they beat Kansas State. So, uh, is this is this another game where you're playing six guys? More than likely. I, I don't see how you're going to get.
3: How uh, you can get healthy the, from yeah, Saturday to day. Monday. I don't see
2: my, my uh, and, and again, this is just me thinking out, out out loud here. My thought was, did you sit LJ Cryer to have him available for tonight? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because th- they said it's a pain-tolerant situation. Did you sit Adam Flagler on Saturday to maybe have him available for tonight? Do you want them available on the road as opposed to, to at home? I I don't know. The, okay, so the,
4: my only one question is that is well, no, is Oklahoma State's a team that's not even eligible for the tournament? So do you? I know you got to beat them. I know you got to beat everybody. But why rush those guys for Oklahoma State when you can let is them there- sit another game? And, and play Kansas and Iowa State coming up.
2: That, well, I, I realize that. I realize that. But whether they're eligible for the NCAA tournament or not, their wins and losses count just like no, everybody else's. No, is. I I, under, I fully understand that. But
4: if you say you you don't play everybody, the reason I'm saying this is because if you if you say you get beat tonight by Oklahoma State, you sit, you get beat, and that bumps you back to a three seed. Is it really that big of a difference?
2: Yeah, and I don't know that a, a road loss in the Big Twelve bumps you back to a three. I don't think. It will. I think we're getting a little too technical. Yeah. Uh I mean, you're saying big body picture of work, worst worst case scenario. No, I get you, but their whole, the body of work for Baylor is they're 22 and five, 10 and four, and the fact that that you know that they're in this league, yeah. uh, you know, with only two road losses, two road losses. By the way, I uh, just I just feel
4: like you sit the guys tonight and make sure they're healthy for the Kansas Iowa State coming up, and
2: that may be how you, and that may, and again, I think when I'm if I'm listening and hearing this correctly. Scott Drew is telling us that it's Adam Flagler and L.J. Cryer letting him know and letting the the, the staff know, you know, it, it, what their pain tolerance is and, and if they can go. But L.J. Cryer played the other day, and you thought, and he was on a minutes, uh, you know, they had him on a, on a clock, if you will, and you thought, okay, this is this is is the steps to get him right, back like continuous. And, and you're going to build his minutes. Well, they had to set him on Saturday. And and so at some point, and I'm like you guys, I, I you know at some point, if you if you were to sit them for multiple more, you know multiple more more games, does it ensure that they're going to be a, a, able to play when you get to to postseason? I don't know that it does. I don't know that it ensures anything. I, again, I think it goes backward to to pain tolerance.
3: And I you mentioned it. Coach Drew's leaving it up to the guys right now. At some point, you know, I don't know that you what you do, and because you can't, you can't change their pain tolerance, right? I nope. mean, they they have to either get over it or or they don't. And so, you know, it's going to be real interesting going down the stretch. You know, can they get past that? I think another good point if you're, if that's
4: the case, we're leaving it to the players to determine. You. If you're LJ Cryer and you see Jonathan chumel go out, you know, hey, we're about to have to go to Lubbock. He probably just made the decision, I'm going to play, and it might have been a little too soon. Could have been. so.
2: Yeah, could have been. He could have went to Coach Rue and said, hey, I'm good. Give me, you know, yeah. give me 15 minutes or whatever. You know, I don't know. We don't know how that works. No, we don't. Uh, but, you know, the disappointing thing is, is on Saturday he wasn't available. Correct. And not only was he not available, Adam, what was the strength of your team, guard play, You were down to two guards on Saturday. Two. All right, 7.32. we got to get a break here, and we're coming right back to talk with uh, Jerry Hill. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
13: Recently on the John Moore Show. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. This doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. What's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture?
5: I thought – I said, like – it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's body with a Baylor warm-up That's on That's right. Before, That's right. And I know all of Huggins' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggins' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggins' brother than Huggins' brother's.
13: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, that is Henry Witt Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. Okay. And he is... Maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but, but like he could be his brother. I mean, it
1: could absolutely be his brother. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
10: Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote from March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign.
14: So I'm a public school teacher and I'm on my feet all day long. That would be on concrete. The pain would like shoot up my heels and just increased from the bottom of my feet up. Then my back started hurting. So my husband and I were driving and I went, oh look, there's a good feet store. I'm greeted by this gal named Mercy. That was a perfect name for her. And the cool thing about the Good Feet store is that you're able to try before you buy. I had free fittings. She was able to fit me with special arch supports. And so I walked around in the store within 30 minutes. I started sobbing because I had no pain. Well, if your feet are hurting, do something about it. You don't have to grin and bear it. You need to go to the Good Feet store and get some arch supports. I'm Deidre and that's my Good Feet story.
7: See how they work for you with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet store.
3: Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. With tax season approaching, are you wondering
10: how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Caleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season.
12: Kleo Wealth Management is a central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Not a good opening weekend for Baylor Baseball. Maryland completed a three game sweep of the Bears with an 8-4 win on Sunday. The Bears host Houston Baptist tomorrow. The high school girls postseason moves to the regional semifinals with Lake Belton, La Vega, Lorena and Crawford all in action tonight. Boys' by district basketball gets underway with University meeting Highland Park in Waxahachie tonight. La Vega, Conley, China Spring, Lorena, and Crawford are among teams trying to advance to the next round. Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard may be in hot water. He punched a Wisconsin assistant coach in the face after a 15-point loss.
1: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: 736 welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas and we welcome into the program Mr. Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider. Jerry, good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning, gentlemen. I am good. It's uh it's another Monday in February. Um we're that close to the end of February. So I'm I'm feeling really good. How much
2: eligibility do you have left? <laughs> I wow! Tell you
0: what, you uh, yeah, you looked at the warmups even, and I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of guys missing here. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I yeah, I and I honestly did not feel good going into that game. I mean, once once you knew L.J. Crier and Adam Flagler were out, I don't think you could feel good about that game. But they uh, just went out and took care of business.
2: It, it was, it, and you know what? And, and that's especially. If I sat here and told you that they wouldn't get a three-point basket until late in the right. second half, are you right. kidding me? This is a guard-oriented basketball team that had two guards. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of reasons to say why Baylor was going to lose the basketball game, but they, I mean, yeah. and again, they're up 21 late in the game. I mean, it wasn't even. I mean, it was they played outstanding.
0: Yeah, I thought the. You know, even though you didn't, uh, you know, the two true guards, uh, you know, they had a really good ball movement, I thought. I thought they, you know, uh, John Warner kept talking about them going inside. I thought they did it with penetration and stuff and, and the sharing the ball with uh, Kendall, Br- Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan. I, I I just thought they shared the ball real well. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that they confused TCU or what, but TCU really had no answer for some of that.
3: How does this team start managing minutes now?
0: Well, you can't manage minutes, uh, you know, unless you get some of the guys back. I mean, I don't know how you can manage minutes when, uh, you know, when you only really have a a rotation of six guys. I I thought they did a pretty good job um, of it Saturday, just, you know, kind of bringing guys in and out, didn't play anybody, I don't think, you know, close to 40 minutes. So that part was good. Uh, You know, and at this point, um, with you still in the Big 12 title race, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, you push them as hard as you can. And I, I, I'm not saying you take off practice days, but, and cause they really need the practice days, particularly with, you know, now another different rotation. Um, but I, I don't think you can push them much in practice for sure.
4: You talk a little bit about the chemistry on Saturday. We've seen it in the past, really early on in the season between the and Brown, but those two were completely locked in and on the same page Saturday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought uh, you know that was that was the thing that got me, and I think that's how they won the game is that chemistry really between the six guys that were out there. I mean, I thought all of them really connected and, and you know played well together. Uh, you know, I think uh, from the start, you know, the two freshmen have played well together, and Akinjo. I mean, he just he, he did not have a good night shooting. I think he was four of fifteen or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but he had eight assists. You know, that's that's huge. Um, you know, with really, you know, your main true scholarship guard. Um, and Bonner is scholarship, but he transferred from Division Two, So, you know, he's your main guy, and he's got to kind of run the show, and he did. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think, too, that, that connection uh, on Brown and, and Sohan, that's so huge right now, and they're playing so well.
2: We, we were talking about – you know, Crier and, and Flagler in and their situation. I was a little surprised to learn that LJ wasn't going to play after he played in Lubbock against Texas Tech.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I I was too, and, and I, you know, I guess it's a deal where I don't know if there was another flare-up in practice or if it's just a deal of, you know, it, is it not ever going to get, and it probably won't get 100% this year, um, but, you know, I don't know if he, you know, regressed or what, but I, you know, honestly, I was surprised with both him and Flagler when I heard that there were two guy, two more guys out, I wasn't sure who they were talking about because I was thinking maybe somebody else had gotten hurt in, in that rotation of six, but, um, yeah, I, it, it surprised me as well, Tommy and, and who knows?
3: I mean, you know,
0: uh, Scott has talked all along about, you know, he doesn't know until he gets out there for practice who he's got. Um, you know so hopefully he had you know I doubt that those guys did much yesterday but you know maybe if if they rested enough they can play a little bit a little bit tonight against Oklahoma State
1: yeah
2: and that's the other thing the quick turnaround
0: right right yeah it's tough and and you're playing a team that you know really kind of took it to you last time here at home Um, you know was up by like 18 19 points in the first half and Baylor came back and, uh, and obviously made a game of it and had a chance there at the end, but uh, yeah, this was a team that really, you know, just kind of came out on your home floor and kind of took it away from you. So, uh, and, and Oklahoma State has played well at times. This is not a bad basketball team. Of course, they can't get to the NCAA tournament. They're on probation this year, and this and that maybe motivates them even more. You know, they know the season is over um, at the Big Twelve tournament, so. You know, they're putting everything into this. So I think they're going to be motivated as well. But I, I definitely think Baylor should be motivated tonight going on the road to to face a team that really kind of handed it to you here at home.
3: Jerry, what does this do to the Big 12 tournament for the Bears? Does it put more emphasis on the Big 12 tournament or less emphasis because maybe you need time to get your legs back underneath you uh, before you get into tournament play because you're probably not going to change your seating at that point uh, enough to, to matter. Or is it something where, hey, we've got to try to get this thing to gel a little bit before we get to the NCAA tournament?
0: I I just know the way Scott is that, like, if he's going to something, if he's going to a tournament, a game, he's going to want to win. But, yeah, I think probably would be better for them to rest. Um, Because I think they were – I mean, you might disagree with me on this. I think they can get better in practice. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Practice. Practice. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think they can get better there, uh, and they could definitely use the rest. I mean, I don't know how much rest those two guys need. Uh, Certainly even the other guys need some rest as well. So, uh, you know, you're not going to go in there and throw in the towel, but, you know, I I see that it would definitely benefit them if they took an early exit. Let's put it that way.
4: Jerry, uh, from the hardwood to the diamond, it was not an ideal weekend for Coach Rodden. The guys, the first 0-3 start since 2013. What were your takeaways from the the series with Maryland?
0: Maryland's good. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll start there. I mean, they were a region finalist last year. I I did not think they were going to be this good, but I did think they were really good. Baylor was not good. You know, they had some errors um you know pitching they they gave up uh, four runs and in, in errors you know that was that was kind of this the story was particularly uh you know Tyler Thomas I thought pitched really well, particularly after the the first inning or first two batters he gave up a double and a triple and then really kind of you know breezed through the rest of his time so I thought Tyler was definitely a positive uh, and then will Rigney on the last night was the one was the one that really caught your attention It's a guy from midway that you've been kind of waiting on. He's had some health issues and stuff. Six-six guy that can really throw it. Um, and, you know, he gives up a homer on his first pitch, but then gets the next six guys, four strikeouts. I thought he looked really good. Um, but, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do, and, and it's it's uh, it's tough because you had seven of your returning – or seven starters returning. So you thought, you know, they would get off to a better start, you know, with the hitting and the fielding. uh yeah. But they really struggled at third base. I mean, I think uh, Esteban had like four errors um, in the in the series. So you know they got to get better there. Um, there's a lot of areas they got to get better. That's that's the only thing you can say coming out of that weekend.
2: And, and I think that was the big uh, the big takeaway for Coach Rod was he was the disappointing thing for him was that it was the. The play of defense, I think, you you know, yeah. you're going to swing the bat in some days and some days you're not going to swing the bat. I mean, that's just baseball, but you can play. I mean, it's I think he was a little disappointed in their defense. Let's let's jump back to basketball. Let's talk about uh, the Baylor women. Jerry, it seems and I don't know, maybe I'm making a sub, but it seems like it just, you know, here we go. We're going to play a conference game. It's going to be kind of tight at halftime and then watch this team turn it up a notch or two and watch them put people away in the second half.
6: I mean, that's just it just it feels that way.
0: Yeah, it's kind of been their blueprint lately, Tom. I, I don't know what there is to that. Um, you know, they just seem to not get off to great start. It's not like even a bad start, but you just kind of, you know, play with them. It's it's It almost looks like a cat and mouse thing. You know, they're just kind of playing with them for a half. Uh, and then in third quarter, they kind of turn it on. That's exactly what they did both times against TCU and and then even West Virginia the game before. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of been their blueprint. I think you'd like to see them get off to a better start, uh, you know, but you're sitting here at 11-3 in conference and, and, you know, with a chance to win your 12th consecutive conference championship.
2: And and when they started 0-2 and probably should have started 0-3. Right. That certainly didn't look like that was going to be a possibility. I mean The job that they've done over the last – Ten or twelve ball games is just remarkable.
0: Yeah, they. You know, I, I agree with you. I at zero and two and almost zero and three. You know, seconds away from being zero and three. I did not like their chances of winning a conference championship,
7: but they really have
0: played well. I think that group has just played well together since then. Um, you know, obviously, Melissa Smith has she's really played well all year. But Queen Egbo playing better, I think that's helped. Uh, you know, and then the guards knocking down three pointers. I mean, that's it's been a good combination. Um, and you got four games left. If you win those four games, you win conference championship. Because one of those four is Iowa State on the road uh, a week from tonight, actually. So, you know, if you win those four, you win. And I, I like you said, I did not see that coming when they started the way they did.
2: Final thought, uh, Baylor softball, they play Oregon, quality team. They win the first one, lose the second one. It's 3-3 into the seventh In the third They were down 3-1, got it to 3-3, and then, you know, uh, gave up the lead and, and lose the series. But uh, some things to build on for Glenn Moore's team.
0: I agree. I, You know, I think if you'd, you know, if you'd gone in there, uh, you know, expecting to win more than one, uh, you know, you probably shouldn't have felt that way. Oregon's really good. I think they will be, you know, um, certainly an NCAA tournament team and probably a team that winds up hosting, but uh, uh, they're good. And, uh, but I thought Baylor kind of went toe to toe with them. Uh, It was great winning that first game. And and like you said, they were right there in the game Saturday with a chance to, you know, win the series and they just couldn't get it done. It was, uh, it kind of snowballed on them obviously in that uh, seventh inning and they just, couldn't get out you know i mean what the it started with a uh dropped third strike and it kind of went from there so yeah it was a tough way to end but I, I do think uh winning one in that series was big uh you know and now you you know kind of go you go on the road i believe uh, to california this next weekend and and they'll play a lot of good teams there so it'll be interesting to see how they do uh this weekend
2: jerry as always it is a pleasure hey what do you got uh for us in the uh, baylor bear insider
0: I don't think there's any events this week. I think I get the week off, right? There's nothing this week, no. this week right?
2: We're, no, we were laughing. We've week. got five games on Saturday alone to broadcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's crazy, um, you know. It's it's crazy, but it's fun. You know, I like this time of year. You, you know, you do you do get a little crazy going from one to the other, uh, but you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we'll have another. Uh, completely full week and and, uh, Saturday, like you said, there's uh, both basketball teams here, both playing against Kansas, college game day here. So yeah, Tom, it's going to be another fun one.
2: There you go. Hey, Jerry, appreciate your time as always. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you soon. Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider. It is 749. Let's take a second here and let's talk about our friends at circle drug. They, they are at three uh, 3211 Robinson Drive, locally owned, independent pharmacy. It is truly your one-stop shop for all your pharmacy and medical supply needs. They offer free delivery to your home or to your office. Just tell you, it's cool. Here's how it works. You, you, you. you when your prescription is ready, you're gonna get a text message that says, "Hey, your prescription is ready." Then you can go by there, go through the drive-through, go through the go in, go to a walk-up window, go inside. They'll even bring it outside to you, or as we said, they'll deliver it to your home or to your office. Uh, they offer vaccines, and it, it's just you know, Doc Everett and his staff. They want to take care of you. They they want you to feel like you are uh, the most important person. Uh, that they that they deal with and that's how they treat you. They treat everybody like that. It's uh it's just that old-fashioned hometown feel. You know, it's not the, you know, it's not the generic if you will uh pharmacy where you you're just you're you're an account. You're you're a number. Not not there. Not at, not a at Circle Drug. I mean, in fact, when you call in your prescriptions and they're waiting for you, it's not a number or anything like that. It's, it's, you know, they're in a bag waiting for you with your name on it. And that's, it just, it just makes you feel like you're important to them. And, and you are, they're open Monday through Friday from nine until six. Love those hours. And Saturday 9 until 2. They know that people work, and sometimes they don't get off till 5, and sometimes they have to work a half a day on Saturday. So they're going to accommodate you by being open till 6, Monday through Friday, and from 9 until 2, on Saturday. You got a question about uh, in, in anything? Uh, give them a call. 662 0774. 662 0774. I mean, you may have a problem with your boat. Doc Ever to fix it for it. No, I'm kidding. 662 uh, 0774, that circle drug. Recently on Game Time, we are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12.
6: I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life, this is what happens, things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere.
1: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
11: The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights. That's bit center. Come out this weekend and catch the big basketball game at Coach's Smoke. Coach's Smoke is a sports bar and restaurant downtown at the corner of 4th and Austin. With a full bar, 35 big screen TVs, and specials like $3 off nachos and happy hour all day, Coach's is the place to be. Join your fellow sports fans in watching your local college team play in one of the biggest games this season. Coach's Smoke opens at 11 a.m., so come join us before the game. And if you can't get a ticket, come join us for the game. Coach's Smoke, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco, on the corner of 4th and Austin.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton, off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Not a good opening weekend for Baylor baseball. Maryland completed a three-game sweep of the Bears with an 8-4 win on Sunday. The Bears host Houston Baptist tomorrow. The high school girls' postseason moves to the regional semifinals with Lake Belton, La Vega, Lorena, and Crawford all in action tonight. Boys by-district basketball gets underway with University meeting Highland Park in Waxahachie tonight. La Vega, Conley, China Spring, Lorena and Crawford are among teams trying to advance to the next round. Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard may be in hot water. He punched a Wisconsin assistant coach in the face after a 15 point loss.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now. Back to the Allen Samuel Studios. All right,
2: 7.54. We are six minutes away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuel Studios, let's uh, let's talk a little NCAA basketball. The NCAA selection committee uh, on Saturday revealed its top 16 teams as things stand, with only what twenty days left until Selection Sunday, yeah, how about that? Basically, three weeks, three it's going, weeks. It's gone by quick. Wow, and and now it's really going fast. But yeah. I mean, uh, because you got the you know you got the end of the season, then you got your conference tournaments, and then it's Selection Sunday. Here, here's what the NCAA has so far. They've got Gonzaga, uh, n- number one out west. They got Auburn as a a one seed in the Midwest. They got Arizona as a one seed in the South. And they got Kansas as a one seed in the East. Then they have Duke as a two seed in the West. Purdue a two seed in the Midwest. Baylor a two seed in the South. And Kentucky a two seed in the East. Then it's Illinois a three seed in the West. Texas Tech a three seed in the Midwest. Tennessee, a three-seed in the south. And Villanova, a three-seed in the east. And they have Texas. What? They have Texas as a as a four-seed in the west. UCLA, a four-seed in the Midwest. Providence, a four-seed in the south. And Wisconsin, a four-seed in the east. Baylor plays Kansas on Monday night. Uh, how much does that change things? Uh, are you a little surprised that tech is still a three? Yes. That was the first
4: thing. That's the first thing that jumped off to me. They should be a
3: two.
2: Absolutely. Agreed. And and again, this is with three weeks to go. Continue doing what you're doing and you will be a two seed. Yeah, but I mean, their resume (laughs) speaks for itself. They should be a two seed right now.
3: They They don't need to do anything
2: else. They've they're undefeated at home.
4: They've beat Kansas. They swept Texas. They swept Texas. I I don't
2: get that. Uh, Well, and so what's the criteria? I mean, is it? That's. Well, and and, and here's the argument. Here's the argument to have Baylor over Tech as a two seed. They got more quad one wins than anybody in the country. Tech has more active players on their roster that can play right now, too. (laughs) Well, it's about your body of work as of today, not what you're projecting. And that's where we get a little out of sync. Is they're like, okay, well, th- this is this could potentially ha- th- what they're looking at is what has happened since November through 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 Friday night. And I've seen Tech run the gauntlet. That's just my opinion. No, I, I don't disagree that Tech is is certainly worthy. But when you when you look at at the Baylor resume, they're in second place, right mm-hmm. in the league, right behind Kansas. Yeah, uh, over twenty wins again. And they've got nine quad one wins. They're phenomenal. I just, I given
4: head to head and body of work, I would flip Baylor and tech right now.
2: Are you surprised by Texas being a four seed?
4: I did not see that coming personally.
2: I didn't either. Did not. I didn't. I I, look, they're a tournament team. There is no question. Chris Beard's team is a tournament team. I just didn't know that they were, you know, with their body of work, that they're a four seed. But again, that's that's where the NCAA has – and they, I guess they place the value on playing in this league it's as be, well.
3: Yeah, it's exactly right. It's because they're in this conference. If they're in any other conference, they wouldn't be a four seed. No, not at all.
2: Well, they'd probably have a lot more wins if they weren't in this conference. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's a valid <laughs> they point. They probably
3: would, but they yeah. still wouldn't be – I don't think they'd be a four seed even with the more wins because they wouldn't be as quality. Yeah, again, we go back to strength of schedule and, I, and RP – all that stuff that
2: factors into this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's interesting, but that's that's what. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you can you can get a little fussy about this. But at the end of the day, isn't the beauty of the of the basketball tournament is everybody gets a chance to play in advance? It'll play itself out. Win and move on. Lose and go home. I don't care if you're a one or a sixteen. They every game starts zero to zero, and if you win, you move on. If you lose, you go home, and that's the way it should be in sports. Now it's not that way in college football, unfortunately, but it is that way in college basketball. Speaking of college football, we'll talk about that a little later on in the program. It's 759. John Morris is standing by with today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
6: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
13: Everybody's covered check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat from Stillwater, Oklahoma, where Baylor Men's Basketball is in action tonight. Talk about that and more straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
14: Parenting is full of surprises.
8: You never know what to expect.
14: So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me.
10: Sawyer is now two.
14: And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family.
15: Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation.
6: Scott Drew and the national champion Baylor Bears tonight here on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor sports beat here again is the voice John Morris.
13: And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat from Stillwater, where Baylor men's basketball is in action tonight against the Oklahoma State Cowboys on Big Monday. For the Bears, they are coming off a 72-62 win over TCU Saturday in the Farrell Center. They got that win with an inspired effort playing basically six players in the game. Now tonight, taking on Oklahoma State. The broadcast is beginning at 7.30, tip-off at 8, right here on ESPN Central Texas, television on ESPN-TV tonight. Also from Saturday, the Baylor women knocked off TCU in Fort Worth, 78-59 the final, their sixth consecutive win and their 11th win in their last 12 games. They've done it with a 1-0 attitude, says guard Sarah Andrews.
7: I mean, you know, each and every practice, you know, we try to grow. Each and every game, we try to go. We got a great head coach, and, you know, that's part of the reason why we stayed is we wanted to play for her, and she believes in us, and we believe in her. You know, we're going to continue to grow. We've yet to play our best basketball, so hopefully when March comes, you know, we're playing our best basketball. But most of all, I think we play for each other. We want to win. You know, we take each loss as a learning lesson. You know, we don't hang our heads about it. We just say each loss and keep moving. And, you know, each and every game, we've just grown. Like, I see something new every game that we've gotten better at.
13: Sarah Andrews and the Bears now 21-5 and on the season. Tied for first place in the Big 12 standings at 11-3. and They will play here in Stillwater against the Cowgirls on Wednesday. Also from the weekend, Baylor baseball opens the new season. They drop three straight to Maryland. They'll host Houston Baptist tomorrow night at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball wins one of three from 12th ranked Oregon at Getterman Stadium. Equestrian knocks off South Carolina in their home finale. Baylor women's tennis records wins over SMU and Mississippi State. And number three, Baylor men's tennis gets two wins in the ITA National Indoors in Seattle before bowing out in a 4-2 loss to number two, Tennessee. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from here in Stillwater. And have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
6: Scott Brew and the Bears, all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
13: It's Big Monday from Stillwater as the Bears take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. 7.30 for the countdown to tip off. 8 p.m. tip off Monday.
6: Follow the defending Big 12 and national champion Bears the entire season with Pat and John. Right here on ESPN Central Texas.
15: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're
1: on it, whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
2: Just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we're brought to you in part this morning by Goodfeet, VersaLift Southwest, and Pro Star Rental. Of course, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. All right. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. Michigan and Wisconsin played Saturday. Late in the game with just seconds left, Wisconsin called a timeout up, what, 14, 15, something mm-hmm. like that. And the explanation from the coach was, "Hey, look, there was four seconds to get the ball across the timeline. I had all of my subs in the game. I wanted to get reorganized for those guys to be able to get the ball across the timeline." Okay, I ain't buying it for one minute. But with that said, with that said, at the end of the game when they were doing the handshake line, uh, he and Jawan Howard exchanged words. Then it got into a little little. Bumping and grinding, if you will. And then Juwan Howard reached across about five guys and and ended up hitting an assistant coach. Uh, with you know, and it, it wasn't a slap, it wasn't a push. He punched him. He punched him. I mean, you it's clear as day on the video. Then a a scrum broke out and and then there was, you know, there was an altercation, if you will. Mm-hmm. It was quickly broke up. And th- but there is video of Jawan Howard hitting the assistant coach. And to me, just as equally bad, is there's video of two Michigan players holding Jawan Howard back from getting involved in it even more. A bad look all the way around for both teams, but particularly, in my opinion, for Michigan. Do do we have the audio? Uh, yeah, I have Howard. Yeah, so l- 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 let's hear this for it real quick.
6: You know, I addressed with uh, the head coach that I will remember that <laughs> because of that timeout, and uh, f- for someone to touch me, and I think that was un- very uncalled for for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So uh, that's what ended up happening, and that's what escalated it.
3: Yeah, I guess if you could, I guess, expand on that a little more. What, what No, led I will to-
6: not expand on it. I just well, share with you the story.
3: Well, as far as touching, I mean, there's obvious touching with the handshake line. It must have been more than that is what you're saying. yeah, more than that. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. Touching. Touching me unnecessarily wasn't wasn't cause for that when we were talking. And at that that point, you know, I thought that was, you know, time to protect myself.
3: (laughs) Did you hear that? Come on, man. He also had his finger right on the guy's nose.
2: Yeah. He towered over the band. What do you mean protect yourself?
3: Yeah, that's kind of a
4: <laughs> that's a that's a poor excuse as far as the protecting and I get what he's saying. Like the the coach shouldn't have grabbed him and stopped his yeah, momentum. But don't, don't stick I, no, your finger no, no, in no, my no. nose. I understand that. But you don't if I'm mad, or Ward okay, say you're on the opposite side and there's a situation like that, if you're you're heated in the moment. You don't want me to to stop your momentum. You want to Go past me and get in with your team and, and vent. So I understand that, but at the same time, it wasn't malicious. It wasn't like I'm bumping you, like,
2: like we're, we're shoulder bumping, like I'm trying to start a fight. Well, then, why? It goes both ways. It, don't tell the guy I'm going to remember that. Just shake his hand and move on. And if you want to, you've got his phone number. You oh, want to yeah. call him later. You yeah. want to text him later and say, "Hey, look, I, you know, I think that was BS or whatever you want to do." But you stopped and said, "I'm going to remember that."
3: Yeah, you, you, you so, could have handled that. But, so so yeah, but formal, if you, if, I don't have a problem with him saying that. Hey, that yeah. was uncalled for. I'll remember that. But you don't poke your finger in his nose and tell him you're going to remember that. I would have pushed his hand away too. Well, the
2: the at the end of the day, it was Jawan Howard that, that, that lost he control. He and,
3: instigated it, it, and he lost control.
2: And he's the one that took the swing. Now, what does Michigan do? I, I heard a report today that, you know, the Michigan AD has apologized to everybody at Wisconsin and that he's going to leave it up to the Big Ten. Are you kidding me? That's his job, it's to his, take care it, of that it, stuff. It's not the Big, the big Ten. That's may, a cop-out. Yeah, yeah, the Big Ten may issue a, a, a you know, they may issue a penalty but you know, I think it goes deeper than that. I think I think the Michigan AD's got to really reflect and make a determination if Juwan Howard's the right guy to continue to lead the program. My this, thing, this is not the first time this has happened. No, it's not, and you know,
4: it's it's unfortunate. But to me, no matter the situation, no matter how far it escalates, if you're the face of the team, you're you're supposed to be setting the example for the players. We talk about it all the time, like like. You know, players are young. They're going to do stupid things. They're going to make these decisions. But as the the person who's supposed to, they lead by example, right? Like, don't do that because you're setting your team up for failure. Uh, Are those players that were throwing punches going to be suspended now? Like, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Howard. Michigan, they could easily say, we're not going to allow you into the tournament. I mean, then what? What are you going to do if all your players transfer because you made a boneheaded decision and ruined everything y'all built for?
2: Built all season. Well, it, again, when when you just look, and we talk about it all the time because we are in such a visual world now with with all of the social media. The fact that you had normally you see a coach holding a player back. Yeah, you saw players holding the coach back, restraining the coach. It what a horrible, horrible look. And, and what's the message? What's the message to the team? You know, what was that message Saturday? Hey, if you tick me off, I'm going to hit you. Is that the message? I mean, that's—I guess that was the Bob Knight approach. I
4: guess we're doing that here too.
2: I don't know, man. It's—it's it's an ugly deal.
3: And, and right. it's a cop out by the AD. He's going to let the the league handle it. Well, he's going to get one game suspension and find some money, and that's it. It'll be—that's all they'll do. They can't—they can't hold him accountable. Like he should be. Right. No, he, no, no. He should be fired immediately. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, the AD
2: may have pushed it off to the conference. But what does the president of the university do? You know, th- I, I think this I is bigger know. than just an athletic issue. I mean, that's that stuff, again, here we go. Probably every talk show in America is talking about Michigan and Wisconsin this morning. And no way do we even bring up Michigan. I didn't know Michigan played Wisconsin Saturday until I saw that video. I didn't uh, either. I mean, let's, <laughs> so let's be honest. We are, we're, we're tunnel vision, right? We're covering the Bears. We're covering the Big 12. We're not paying attention to the Big Ten right now. At least I'm not. And then you have this, and now we're spending an entire segment talking about Big Ten basketball and Jawan Howard hitting a man. Uh, and again, let me go back and say – don't call that timeout. You know what? Even if you get a backcourt violation. At that point, it doesn't matter. You're up, whatever, 13, 14, 15. You're not going to lose the basketball game. Get that game over with and get out of there. But he didn't. So it may run a little deeper. I don't know between those two. However, I don't care how deep it runs. You cannot strike that man. And that's what Jawan Howard did. Period. Paragraph. End of story. You cannot do it. No. You can't. There's no justification ward in him doing that. None. And then to say I was defending myself, are you kidding me already? That's a joke. Yeah, look at the video. He's reaching over people to hit the guy.
15: Yeah. As
2: soon as he said that, I'd have fired him. Just I mean, for being dumb. I mean, it, it was a it was a it was it was just a bad look
4: Could you all imagine the way if around. Jim Harbaugh would have done that. But oh. like what we would be doing, he would be fired. Right?
2: No, he, He's not gonna do that. He's too busy. Interview him for jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so, yeah, the, the, they've – I don't know. I, I I know what I would do. I, I, and, again, obviously, we're, we're, we saw what we saw. Uh, but is there any way that he doesn't deserve to be fired?
3: Not in my opinion.
2: I Yeah, I don't get it. I don't – no,
4: if this was a first-time thing, I might do a suspension. If you've got a track record – we're already not that good. Ah,
2: I don't know. And, and you're right, Jim Harbaugh, Jawan Howard, faces of Michigan athletics, and that's your behavior. You can't do it. You can't do it. You just can't. So, where they go, what they do, I don't know. Uh, d you know, does does the does the media let this go away? I mean, or is this going to be? Is this going to? Is this going to follow him for weeks to, until they come up with a final determination of what the punishment is? And does you know what if the punishment doesn't fit the crime, so to speak? This is yeah, that's what I was going to say. This isn't going away
4: anytime soon. It, we're going to have to wait for the the punishment to come down, and then whether it's it's we're still going to be talking about that. We'll still be talking about the punishment. Was it enough? Was it not
2: enough? Did they do this? Is there's so there's it's complex. It very much is. All right, 8-15, uh, I, I think all three of us, you know, are in agreement that, look, and I don't give a hoot or a holler about Michigan basketball. But I know this. He can't do that. No. He cannot do that. And, and they've got problems. They got, and they got a lot of problems. All right, uh, let's talk a minute about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring, the best burger in Waco. You know, I do, I do the commercial on Monday, and somehow on Mondays I end up eating lunch there. I, I mean, I I, I, t- I talk myself in to t- to go into Double R because it's so good. It is so stinking good. And you know what I had the other day? I had it on a um, on a different bun. What did it well sourdough? The, action? the sourdough action. I did. Yep. I'm telling you, they got sourdough buns, and it was. And then I I added a little bacon to that to that equation. And so we had a bacon burger on sourdough with with the fixings. It was G double O D good. And I'm telling you, you can have that. You can have it any way you want it because they're not going to cook it until you order it. And that's just how they do things. Of course, if if you're saying, well, you know what, we went and got a burger in Temple the other day because we were, you know, we were running around down there. I, I'm not. Hey, they've still got chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, fries, curly fries, tots, rings, the whole nine yards. And you can get all that at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They cater. If you have an event coming up uh, and, and you need catering, well, they can do that for you, too. Call David or Perry, and they'll cook anything for you when they cater. So here's the phone number, and maybe you're in a hurry and you want to go through the drive-thru, 254-753-1603. 254-753-1603. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers.
7: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Waking up to some clouds this morning that will begin to break by this afternoon with a high today reaching 81 degrees. Wind will be pretty breezy at times with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. A chance for a few isolated showers and thunderstorms will occur after midnight tonight and through early tomorrow morning. Clouds will start to break by tomorrow afternoon with a high of 80 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
6: Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show.
13: Join us March 3rd, live from Rudy's, and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew.
6: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m., live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
15: At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is.
12: 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious, qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed and moved the docket this past year ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a County Judge Campaign we you
9: Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook.
2: Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas Taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home.
13: Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with Bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. It's 820.
2: Welcome back into the program. Game time here on a Monday morning. Tom Ward, Garrett, we uh, we are having fun on a Monday talking sports. All right. This came out over the weekend in and, in and Man, this may be as disappointing for me as anything I've heard in the last few days. After months of lengthy debates and multiple meetings about expansion, the college football playoff will remain at four teams through the end of its current 12-year contract, which expires following the 2025 season. So it'd be, you know, uh, January 2026. Uh, according to the uh, college football executive director, Bill Hancock. On Wednesday afternoon, the 10 FBS commissioners and the Notre Dame AD held a a video conference in which they determined they could not come to a unanimous agreement on the proposed 12-team format that was made public June the 10th. They made a recommendation to the College Football Playoffs Board of Managers, which is composed of 11 presidents and chancellors, who will have the ultimate authority over the playoff to stay with the four-team format through the duration of the current contract. Number one, how did we go from it looked like a done deal in June to we ain't doing it until 2026? How did that happen?
3: I, I have no idea. It's very disappointing. I, I don't know. Let's I do don't this. know how it got locked up like that. It,
2: it did. It got locked up. That's exactly That's a good p- way to put it. By not making the flip. By not making the flip, they just forfeited about $450 million. You know, one of the arguments I heard over the weekend was that the teams would play too many games. (laughs) We've heard that (laughs) argument, which is a joke. Okay, first of all, only a small number of teams would get to that because they're they're going through the playoff. That's number one number two, division two does it, Division three does it, so that's garbage that's absolute and if that really truly is the concern, why are we playing twelve games in a regular season? Yeah, one reason don't... and one reason only money money. So if you're talking about four hundred and fifty million dollars, go back to eleven games like it was not too terribly long ago. You've got enough money to share with every – Go back to 10. If you need to, if that's what you feel like you need to. There's enough money because you're only talking about one home game, right? Mm-hmm. One home game So for, for the big boys. So you've got $450 million that you're, that you're giving up. You've got plenty of money to distribute to these member institutions to more than make up for that one game that they would make hosting You know whoever. I, I, so how did we
3: get here? Because they we... wanted it there, who? The committee.
2: I, I the committee. I believe wanted this thing to move forward. They were all in agreement. All but I, look. I, if you obviously
3: go... they all weren't because if they all were,
2: that's where I'm about to tell you. Go. I think you go point the finger at the A- ACC. The ACC. Yeah. Yeah. The American Athletic Conference and their commissioner. He says, "When did they get weight? Since
4: Clemson won a national championship, but they're now they're they Dabo's realized how hard it is to sustain it.
3: Yeah, I mean that was. And, and you what? almost want to say that was lucky. And, I mean they had that they had that big run. They had you know the opportunity to to get to the doorstep, and they finally got to walk through the doorstep. But I mean after that, <sighs> they were irrelevant this year.
2: And, and, and tell me this: Why does it have to be?" unanimous why can't it be majority rules isn't that kind of how we operate to this world <laughs> i
4: thought i mean, for look i'll play devil's advocate on this situation i'm not look i don't think it, regardless of if it's d3 d2 d1 i firmly believe there's no more than three teams who have a legitimate chance of winning
2: the national championship I, I seriously believe that you're I I don't disagree with you right now under the format we are because that's the teams but if 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 you really did open it up look mm-hmm. look at look at college basketball no, I don't that's different well
3: if you let me finish. I don't think it is different I mean it more times than not you are absolutely right but there's a Saturday that you're gonna have a bad day and somebody can take you down it but, just happens but in here, the game of football
2: here's the thing. Look! Look how wide open it is in basketball. And look how wide open it is in some of the, in some of the spring sports. And here's why: because every kid coming out knows that if I go, I can go anywhere and have a legitimate chance to win. Under what you're saying is, they know that if they if if a national championship really is important to that particular player, he better go to about four or five places. That's it. But, Maybe three, but yeah, but what if it's? But what if it is open, legitimately open to 12, 16 teams? Does that change how does Does Alabama and all of those guys, the big dog, do they still continue to just absolutely? Yes, I, I don't. I, no, I disagree. See, that's where you and it, I are going to disagree.
3: It, it it will not change it until we get a curtail on the NIL because those big dogs will keep bringing it, in the big, well, and, the,
2: and, and we're going to talk about that a little later on too because. <laughs> The NCAA's been busy. Uh, They're talking about having a forming a committee to take a look at NIL, and I don't know that you. Good luck. I don't know that you get the genie back in the bottle. That's a hot mess. Yeah, that is. It truly is a hot mess. But I don't know how you, if if there's really, if you're really going to open it up to twelve, maybe even one day sixteen teams, I, I think it does change how recruiting is is conducted.
4: I don't. I, I think you're still going to have your handful of teams, especially especially now with the NIL things. I think you're, that's going to cause more separation uh, between these top, is. The, the top teams and the ones who don't have the money. It just is. You're already seeing it with A&M. You're already seeing it with Alabama. It's only going to get worse. USC, I think that's going to be, USC at Miami, when you look at what... Uh, the staff that Mario Cristobal is putting together, just poaching coaches left and right at Miami, all that money from boosters they're going to have flooding in. I think in the next couple of years, you're going to see USC and Miami come back on the map, and they're going to create a separation. not They're going to catch up. Well, hang with, on. You just told no, me there's on, only on, three on. teams. I know, and they will be. It will be probably those two and Alabama and A&M. There will be like three or four teams.
3: You're not going to have gonna more. It's going to be the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer.
4: I mean, even in looking at like D2, okay, since what, 2011, who's won it every year? North Dakota State, except for once. Right, who's won it in, in the the four teams we've had? There's a blowout in every single college football playoff we've had. There's at least one blowout. Under the current format, I could not agree with you more. And even D3, I mean, who's going to win it every year? UMHB or Mount Union? Okay. But Whitewater, Whitewater, There's three teams. There's but, three teams. There's, but,
3: there's four legitimate teams that you look at and go, okay, okay these four are going to battle it out at the end.
2: So, well, and, but that has nothing to do with nil at that
4: level. No, I at that think. level, no,
3: no, 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 no. That's different. I mean, it it does. It's it's available to them.
2: Yeah, but, but it's not extensive.
4: But to kids
3: aren't, no. P- no. kids
2: aren't coming from. The state of Washington, the UMHB, because they got a good NIL deal. No, no but that's... they
3: are on the other level. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: but that's my point. If you have that opportunity at twelve or sixteen teams, because I, I, I truly believe we it needs to get to sixteen. But if you, if you had that opportunity, I don't think at, it changes it. What? Well, I'm sorry, I just don't. Well, I, again, I'm trying to make my point, but my point is simple, that I think it changes how people spend their money, and I think that NIL dollars would be available at, at some of these other places that may not be available. It, it, you know, I, I agree with you. NIL dollars are driving this thing, right? It, but the way the, the way the system is set up, there's, there really is only three or four teams that are, have a legitimate chance year in and year out to win the championship, and it's gonna remain those three or four teams. But if it if you because if that championship is is that important to you as a player coming out of high school, you're gonna pick one of those that are currently playing for it every year. But if you see, hey, look, there's twelve, there's really sixteen teams that have a chance and there is a NIL deal available for me that looks good because it's an and process right now. Mm-hmm. The NIL thing, so you gotta have both. Does it does it change the way you recruit? Look, did did you ever have a conversation about the Texas Aggies being in the national championship picture? Th- uh, no, no. Are you going to have one in a couple of years? Maybe. I think you legitimately have one now for next season. I think you can. Yeah, AM's good, dude. Like they're really good. Okay, but you. But we just said you just said a minute ago it was I, three. I
4: know, and they'll probably be one of the three. I'm not saying you're going to have the same three. I'm saying you're in and you're out. You're gonna have about three or four probably three teams, that's it, who have a legitimate chance of winning. And that goes back to BCS.
2: Uh that that's always been like that. <laughs> oh, Corey breaking the ice here. <laughs> what did he say? Corey on the Corey on the uh <laughs> On the CNC Collision Center text line, does NIL and D three allow coaches to let kids in need borrow a car? <laughs> Asking, for wow. a- thank you. Asking for a friend, very oh, nice. Thank you. Well played. Asking for a friend, that is good. All right, it's a, it, it's eight thirty. It, so you two disagree with me, and that's fine. I mean, but it, here's what I do know: we're not going to find out for a while. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I a mean, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but we're not going to find out for a while because we're staying at four. We're staying at four. So there you go. All right, it's 831. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas
13: recently on the John Moore Show. Brand Fraschilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's all cyclical.
10: Everything in college basketball the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12, analytically, is either one or two. John
1: Moore's, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN
11: Central Texas.
5: At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each
4: provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a
5: one brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or
4: ubeo.com.
3: Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job with brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more. The Northern Tool and Equipment lot and garden sale is going on now. Stop in and save on sprayers, spreaders, aerators, wagons, garden equipment, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get at curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
10: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 roof at 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Not a good opening weekend for Baylor baseball. Maryland completed a three game sweep of the Bears with an 8 4 win on Sunday. The Bears host Houston Baptist tomorrow. The high school girls postseason moves to the regional semifinals with Lake Belton, La Vega, Lorena, and Crawford all in action tonight. Boys by district basketball gets underway with University meeting Highland Park in Waxahachie tonight. La Vega, Conley, China Spring, Lorena, and Crawford are among teams trying to advance to the next round. Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard may be in hot water. He punched a Wisconsin assistant coach in the face after a 15-point loss.
1: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: 35 welcome back in. This is Game Time. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Let's welcome into the program Jeff Wilson. He covers the Rangers, and, uh, and you can see all of his stuff on Substack. We'll talk about that coming up in a couple of minutes. Jeff, get us up to date on what the billionaires and the millionaires are doing
1: today.
8: Well, it sounds like they've all headed to, well, not all, but a lot of them have headed to Florida, uh, Jupiter, where the uh, Cardinals train, and they are going to, uh, sit down and start hammering this thing out. You know, uh, I've said it since November, you know, even December when the lockout started. In baseball, everything happens at the last minute. <clears throat> you know, whenever there's a deadline, it happens at the very last minute. And now that we know that the deadline is the end of this month, uh, which is in what five days, six days, um, they're 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 ready to start hammering this thing out. So I, I expect it'll be done this week, maybe Friday or Saturday. And uh, teams will be in Arizona at the start of next week. D- did it take
2: l- scratching some preseason games to get everybody's attention?
8: No, I, th- I think. Well, I, I think what it was is that the, the the players and and the owners, their lead negotiators, kind of talked the other day after the the fifteen minute meeting, and I think they just laid it out on the line. And basically, what what it came down to is that the players will not agree to a expanded playoff if they lose any regular season games. And the reason that's important to the owners is because an expanded playoffs means that the the playoff TV package becomes worth a hundred million dollars. The players don't get any of that. So they basically the, the player said if we lose a check, you don't get a check. And so that's kind of what's what I think has spurred things here.
3: Is it a good sign that a lot of the front office and and some of the higher ups from the Rangers have have headed to Arizona as of yesterday?
8: Well, you know, the, the I, I talked to John Daniels briefly last week and he said he said that he didn't you know Ray Davis is a is a a big wig on the ownership committees and uh, he said that that Ray Davis didn't have any any inside information or any insight or anything like that, but it is it is kind of curious that they're all they're all headed that way. Um, I, I think, you know, with all the scenarios that they've gone through, they, they've pretty much hit the last one, and uh, so I think they're they're probably a little antsy. There are enough minor leaguers out there to go out there and, and, and take a look at them. Um, they'll they'll have something to do. So uh, I think they're just getting out of the house, honestly. But I think that they're going to post up. I don't, I don't think I don't think they're going to get back. I, I really think that <laughs> that they're planning to stay.
2: Jeff, for 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 some of us who don't quite get all the intricacies and I know that there's several issues but if if you were just putting together a quick thumbnail sketch of what this work stoppage was about what what would you say
8: well obviously you know the the first under the first subhead would be money and that would pretty much be all of them but it, it, the the players got whipped the last two cveats you know the owners for for whatever reason it just really worked out in favor of the owners so there were definitely some things the players wanted to fix. One, they want to be paid sooner, uh, meaning that they want the arbitration scale to, to change a little bit. They want they want the minimum salary to be higher because there are a lot of young players who are significant contributors to their teams who, who, who if they haven't signed a contract extension, are making the league minimum. And the league minimum, of course, is very nice. I think last year it was $570,000, but... Um, players want the young guys to get more. <clears throat> so that that's one. Two, the players are tired of seeing the teams tank. And um, the reason of, for that is because if a team is not going to win, it, it reduces the number of, of uh, possibilities for, for teams to go land and the contracts go down. <clears throat> so there there's that as well. And then, you know, the, the luxury tax threshold is always going to be a deal. <clears throat> it's kind of, it's base. It's the owner's way of implementing an, uh, a salary cap without there being a salary cap. But players are always going to want it to be higher, so that teams are able to spend more money. So, those are always kind of the. the that's always going to be an issue every collective bargaining agreement. So, uh, I, I think in a nutshell, those are kind of the the, the three main areas. You know, get, get these younger players some more money. <clears throat> and there, there's like the you know not manipulating service time and and also the. Um, <clears throat> You know, so so like Mike Trout, for instance, should have been on the major league roster to start 2012, but the Angels kept him in the minor leagues for three weeks so that so that they could save another year of arbitration. So just little things like that that have really kind of driven the the, the players crazy over the years.
3: When things get back to rolling in the right direction, are we going to see any more moves by the Rangers with this with this roster? Are are they still? Is there still guys out there that may end up in a ranger uniform?
8: I think so. Um, you know, they they really want to sign a, a a veteran starting pitcher, and and you know, not just any veteran starting pitcher because they probably could have resigned Jordan Wiles. You know, they they want a, a guy who's been there and kind of ha- has a pedigree, and that's why you keep hearing about Clayton Kershaw uh You know, a guy. Of that is that
2: level. legitimate? I mean, is that a realistic yeah. goal for Ranger fans to hope for?
8: I mean, if if Clayton Kershaw doesn't want to go back to the Dodgers and wants to continue to pitch, he's going to pitch for the the Rangers. I mean, I, I think that the Rangers have uh have <clears> or <throat> believe that through their conversations that they had with Kershaw before the the lockout. <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a real thing because you know he lives in Dallas. He just. I think his wife just had the, their fourth child. Uh, he's what, 33, I think. And, you know, he's had such a great career. <clears throat> the problem is that, well, one, he has to prove that he's healthy, but two players really believe, and really it's like their goal to stay with one organization for their entire careers. And he has a chance to do that. Cause the Dodgers will resign. Him. And if there's that opportunity, I think he's going to take it. But If if he does not, if for some reason, you know, being at home and if that really appeals to him, then it's the Rangers really have a chance to sign him. So but if they don't sign him, there are some other guys out there who have some pedigree. But um, so I think they want to sign a starting pitcher and then maybe a corner outfielder. Uh, You know, you you see uh, Seiya Suzuki, the Japanese star. The Rangers definitely like him and definitely want to want to get a shot at him.
2: i'm going to go back to the kershaw thing is there a do do the rangers have a timetable that we've got to get this done by x or i mean could this could this linger a little bit
8: well it's going to be interesting because i mean look the season's in five weeks right Mm -hmm. It is is march 31st there are 150 or more free agents who are unsigned uh, and teams teams want to make trades too so these these, these uh, training camps, spring training, they're going to be like revolving doors. There are going to be players coming in, coming out. It's going to be crazy for probably, I would say, for two weeks. I think once once the once the window goes, once once everything is signed off on, and and teams can start negotiating, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a it's going to be madness. It's it's going to be like before the lockout, except. Uh, times, times five. I mean, there, there's so many players that haven't signed and so many teams that don't have their roster where they want it. So it's going to be, it's just going to be a frenzy and whenever it happens, it happens. But as long as the Rangers and Dodgers have assurances that Kershaw is healthy, I think he could, you know, it it, it could happen pretty quickly.
3: Jeff, one of the things for the Rangers, uh, the farm system was depleted there for a while. Is it getting closer to being where they need it to be to Help the big club. Is their farm system growing to to where they can say, "Hey, we're we're now legitimately in the race again"?
8: I think that I think that next it will be ready next year. I think there are guys who are close this year and will be on the major league roster. Um, you know, Josh Young was thought to be a, a candidate to start at third base, but he has a he has a labor injury in his left shoulder, which if you if you know anything about labor injuries, it's not good. You know, I even even a small labor injury is a big deal. So um but but he would be one. Uh, Cole Wynn, who's a, a right handed pitcher, he's he finished last year at AAA. A. Davis Wenzel's close, uh, I I think to, to contributing to the major league level. So um there, there are guys but this year's a this is another big year for, for development with with the starting pitching. You know, Jack is gonna gonna make his debut and there are <clears throat> there are probably five starting pitchers, Lynn Leiter, Owen White, Ricky Vanasco, and and I, I would throw Cody Bradford into this group now, too, um, the, the, the former Baylor pitcher um, who really could move and could be in the major leagues by next year. Jeff, uh,
2: big week. There's no question this is a big week, and uh, folks want to follow you. How do they do it?
8: Thank you. Uh, once again, uh, jeffwilson.substack.com. Um, it's, it's five ninety nine a month or $60 for a year. You just putting your email and everything I write shows up in your inbox. So, um, I've written every day, uh, during the, during the lockout Monday through Friday and and, and every Sunday. So, um, there's a lot of content and, and this is the week, you know, and I, I really think that this time next week, guys, I'm going to be in Arizona. Um, I don't know if my wife knows that yet, but <laughs> I, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be there this time next week. So, so she's got to take uh, the kids to school. <laughs> She does. She does. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, Jeff. I'll, 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 I'll hear about it, but in a nice way.
2: Hey, hey, uh, buddy, keep us in the loop. Let us know what's going on. We appreciate your time.
8: All right, you got it, guys. Talk to you later.
2: Talk to you soon. That is Jeff Wilson from uh, Substack.com. And I'm telling you, I got, a, I got an article from him yesterday. I, I'm a member. I, I love his work, and he does. He writes every day. And, and Garrett, you're a writer. Mm-hmm. You write for 247. You know how difficult it is to find quality content when there's not a whole lot going on.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it is difficult. That's when
2: you really test your creative abilities, and he's able to do that consistently. Oh, he's great, man. I'm telling you. All right, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I guess when, when you wrote for the forward star telegram and you, you had X amount of lines that you had to get submitted every day, you, you learn to do that, don't you? Oh, yeah. There you go. All right, uh, eight forty-six. Let's talk a little bit about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since nineteen forty-three. You know, at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation's built one customer at a time. They got a simple objective, and that's to make sure that their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. If you're building a metal building, or maybe even a barn, dominium, and and of course that's the hot thing right now, and you don't know how to get started, the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe will help you find the best contractor for that project. You see, they service the largest selection of metal building contractors in all of Central Texas, so they'd be more than happy to point you in the right direction. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, and and the list goes on and on and on. Again, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. John and Braden Emery, and Braden's. Braden's in that fourth generation, and he's, he's running the show right now and, and doing a great job with Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Two great locations down in Bryan and also here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, and they're open on Saturdays from 8 until noon. Don't forget, they deliver and they unload, and you can check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com.
6: Baylor Baseball all season long here on the home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas
13: the Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Houston Baptist 615 for the warm-up show 630 first pitch for Baylor Bear Baseball Tuesday
6: coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas
1: Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA TOUR's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot-for-shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches. 64 players. One champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play. March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com.
14: My house has a new glow, I love my windows,
3: Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for 8 consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com and don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews.
14: I love my windows They've got that brand new home effect Universal Windows Direct
1: ESPN Radio Sports
10: Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 ROOF at 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Not a good opening weekend for Baylor baseball. Maryland completed a three game sweep of the Bears with an 8 4 win on Sunday. The Bears host Houston Baptist tomorrow. The high school girls' postseason moves to the regional semifinals with Lake Belton, La Vega, Lorena, and Crawford all in action tonight. Boys' by district basketball gets underway with university meeting Highland Park in Waxahachie tonight. La Vega, Conley, China Spring, Lorena, and Crawford are among teams trying to advance to the next round. Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard may be in hot water. He punched a Wisconsin assistant coach in the face after a 15-point loss.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the Grand bag on Game Time.
2: All right, 8.52. We're eight minutes away from 9 o'clock. Coming up. Tonight, we've got basketball for you. It's the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's Big Monday. And again, guys, uh, do, the, do the Bears have six players, seven players, or eight players available? Good question. question. <laughs> What's the odds in Vegas right now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen a team, a, a basketball team, go through this many injuries, and, and not just injuries, significant injuries. Remember, it began back in the summer when they had the scrimmage with AM in 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 Yes, yeah. down he goes. He's 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 done for the year. That's where it began.
4: Yeah, I I don't know that I've necessarily seen one with this many injuries, and to be sustained winning the way they've done it and navigate those injuries—that's
2: been the most impressive thing. And, and that's you know, and again, you're right. I mean, they have found ways. Look, Saturday, for example. The, to me, this was a guard-oriented basketball team. Four, four really good guards oh, yeah? could shoot the lights out of the three. You know, at one point leading the country in three-point shots. You know, you know the drill. I mean, in, in in that perimeter shooting, set up the inside stuff. Well, Saturday they win, and again they had a twenty-one point lead at one point late in the second half. End up winning by ten over TCU. Never threatened, by the way, in the second half, and they had two made threes. Really impressive. Both come in late in the second. Everything else was insane. So you talking about reinventing the wheel? I mean, of how you attack it offensively? They did. And Sohan sliding over and playing the five and playing it well. I mean, you know, having to fight hard on the defensive end, but he did a good job to give Flo Thamba an opportunity to catch a breather. Mm-hmm. And then Thomba stays in the game for 30 minutes. And, you know, so, hey, look, if they can figure out a way to keep doing those kind of things, it, it, it certainly gives them an opportunity, I think. And so that's tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up tomorrow, we'll obviously talk about the game, but we're also going to get into the NIL thing. The uh, NCAA has decided that they're going to take a look at, at NIL. Ward, are they a day late and a dollar short? Yes. Uh, no pun intended, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know how you get the genie back of the bottle uh, without uh, without screaming uh, fits, and lawsuits. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that coming up uh, tomorrow on the program. Hey, let's take a second to talk about selling your house. If you've got your house up for sale, I want you to think about the brokerage house. The brokerage house guarantees that they'll sell your home in five days or less, and uh, if they don't, they're going to buy it from you for a price that you agreed upon before you listed the home. Pretty cool thing, so it's guaranteed for you. The uh, uh, the brokerage house is your connection to buyer's uh, here in Central Texas, but also across the country and around the world, for that matter. The brokerage house and uh, Aaron Ryan—they have a proven marketing program that is known to generate offers above market value, and also offers uh, multiple offers on your home. You—if this intrigues you, you need more information. Well, here's a uh, here's a website for you to check out: five days to dot com. Five days to dot com. That's the numeral five. Plus, you can call Aaron at uh, 817-812-2978, 817-812-2978. That is going to do it for us on this uh, Monday morning. Been a great uh, great morning to, to kick things off. Coming up at 9, it is Greeny at 3 this afternoon, live from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and uh, it's the John Moore Show. And then at 4 o'clock, We'll check in with Matt Mosley. That's all coming up right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.